All right, guys, I want to welcome you back to the eHunter podcast. Uh, before we get started on today's podcast, I wanted to take a few minutes and uh, just kind of talk about what's going on with eHunter a little bit. We're uh, a quarter of the way through 2022, which is absolutely crazy. I just I, I can't believe how fast time is going. But um, it's been a, a good start to the year. Been a lot of fun. Um, been able to have a lot of a fun podcast and have spent a lot of time on our YouTube channel. So just really quickly wanted to put in a plug for our, our YouTube page. Uh, we're putting up a video, oh, I wouldn't say almost every day, we're about three videos a week is what we're doing right now. Um, those include our Monday morning quick tip, which every Monday morning, it's a quick video. It's only lasting about uh, maybe two or three minutes at the most. And then every Saturday we have our podcasts that come out. So check those out. Obviously, if you're watching this and listening to this, you are checking them out. And I appreciate that. Um, we've got a few things that we got coming up um, here in the near future that I wanted to talk about as well. Well, first and foremost, um, if anybody's interested in becoming a writer for eHunter, please reach out to Seth or myself. We would love to uh, talk about the incentive program and how we can get you guys on and and writing uh, articles for eHunter, especially news articles. But if you're interested in writing other articles, uh, we'd love to hear from you and some of your ideas. So also looking at doing uh, some more giveaways as well as some kind of giveaways and incentivization, if that's even a word, around uh, subscribing to YouTube pages and our YouTube page and podcast and, and things like that. So. For those of you guys that are dedicated listeners to the eHunter podcast, we just want to tell you thank you. We appreciate you and your support for us here at eHunter. We couldn't do this without you. And so we love the feedback that everybody's giving us. We love the, the communication and the relationships that we are, are building. So on today's podcast, I have dealing with Onyx Maps. Onyx Maps is, is my mapping source. I know we've talked about several different ones on this podcast, but um, Onyx is, is kind of my way to go. It's what I've used for quite some time and I absolutely love it. And so excited to talk to Dylan about some of the new changes, kind of what separates them from the rest and then ask a few questions that have been sent in by you all. So anyways, appreciate you guys. If you, uh, if you guys have any questions for me at all, um, or Seth, please let us know, just shoot us an email or reach out to us on social media. We'd be happy to answer any of those questions, um, that you have. So, all right, guys. Well, we'll jump right into this podcast, but again, appreciate you and uh, let's get Dylan on the line. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the eHunter podcast. Got another great podcast for you guys today um, with a company that I'm a huge fan of. I have used this I, basically since they started. Um, I, I absolutely love uh, it's on X Maps. And so I love on X Maps. I love what their company has produced uh, and not gonna lie they've saved me many many times on the mountains have helped me harvest uh, or at least find animals that I've, I've harvested uh, just a, an amazing tool so on the podcast today I have Dylan with with Onyx Maps Dylan how are you buddy I'm doing good it's a sunny Friday afternoon and yeah doing good looking forward to spring and bear opening and all sorts of good stuff and he's got this amazing mule deer behind us. So we, we kind of talked a little, or I mean, I brought it up before we hit record, but dude, you got to kind of give me some details on that. That thing's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, that's one of my best bucks for sure. And honestly, I think I was, I was pretty young when I shot that buck. I think I was 17 or so, oh, 16, no 17. <laughs> uh, first, kind of the first buck that I, I 
you know, I was hunting with my dad in the sense of like we drove out together and whatever, but he dropped me off and quick story on that buck. Actually, um, I had caught a super quick glimpse of him about a week prior. I was sitting out on a knob glassing and it was last light. And I saw a couple deer kind of probably five, 600 yards away, going cruising through a bottom, pulled out the spotter. And I just caught a glimpse of him just enough to see he had a couple extras and was like, Ooh, that, that looks like a good deer. Um, I actually tried to make a play on him that night before it got dark in like 10 minutes, didn't make it happen. And I spent every night, every evening after work, um, at the time I was working for my parents and every evening after work, sitting up glassing and trying to refine him and just, he vanished. I had no idea where he went, if he was just cruising through or what. And mm -hmm. one morning, um, I think it was a Saturday morning, my dad dropped me off and it had snowed the night before and started to walk out to a point to sit down and start glassing. And I peeked up over a rise and he was bedded in the wide open flat, like <laughs> just all you could see is snow and then two deer bedded um, oh him in one doe. And I threw up the binos and could tell it was him just based on a couple extras that, that I caught from the week prior. And um, yeah, he was like 200 yards when I saw him and the rest is history. But yeah, that was, that was a cool one. One that will stick out for quite a while. And, and kind of the first, again, the first animal that I was like, by myself technically and made it happen so that was kind of a an extra cool factor and it's 17 dude you shoot an animal like that's almost like a, a letdown because it's hard to beat that for the rest <laughs> of your your hunting life you shoot something like that at 17 man it's gonna be hard to compete with that <laughs> yeah no absolutely honest yeah to to date that is my best buck like i've shot a, a few others that are you know real close um like you know score wise if you want to mm -hmm. look at it that way but just just different you know some like a super wide heavy three by three you know mm -hmm. just different type of deer or whatever but yeah, yeah. That, that one was pretty cool yeah he's so unique he just has just different points and places that you don't normally see you know that mm -hmm. on that main beam coming out there he's just got a lot of a lot of cool stuff if you guys aren't watching on youtube you guys need to watch on <laughs> youtube because this is this is a pretty sweet looking sweet I, it's funny i do all these podcasts dylan and i always like i start looking around what everybody has in their background to to see what they've harvested and then we start talking about that and go down rabbit holes before we ever even talk about what we're supposed to. So <laughs> it's awesome. So, Love it. so Dylan, tell us a little bit, uh, tell everybody kind of what you do at Onyx, if you don't mind. Yeah, for sure. So I have been with Onyx for about seven years now. Um, I actually started out in customer service. And at the time it was, I was kind of like one of two people in mm -hmm. customer service. Um, so some tremendous growth, um, you know, both with customer base and inside the company since then I did a couple, couple years in customer service, <clears throat> excuse me. And then, um, started working on the marketing side of things. And to date, I, I work with and manage kind of all of our Western big game marketing. So kind of my main focal point is, is working with our ambassadors, mm -hmm. um, you know, from like the influencers we we work with all the way up to like the tv personalities um managing those relationships and and so on and so forth that's a huge part of it and then just day-to-day -day western big game focus marketing is is what i do yeah that's a fun gig i'm i'm, I'm very jealous uh, of your gig i think it'd be fun i mean one just to to work in this field and not you know like i love doing this podcast but it's not my my day job and so i'm I'm very jealous of, of you guys that get to do this. I'm sure you get to, you know, hang out and talk with a lot of a lot of cool people. You're wearing a meat eater shirt, so I'm sure, you know, old Steven, you're you probably get to chat with him from time to time. He's a he's a pretty cool dude. So uh yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it it is really cool. And um, 
you know, especially growing up, you know, you watch like, you know, Eastman's and just all sorts of different, the ambassadors that I work with today and I've hunted with some of them, you know, you watch all these people on TV and YouTube and stuff and then to meet them and then, you know, share hunting camp with them and stuff like that. It's, it is super cool and, and very humbling. That's awesome. Well, Nonex, you know, you, you know, it's been around for, for a while now. Um, I mean, just a really solid platform, kind of like I said in the beginning, I, I've used Onyx pretty much since you guys' inception. Um, I, I've ne- I was never really a fan of the old school uh, GPSs. I had an old like uh, Garmin mm-hmm. Rhino or something like that that I, I use. And then once you guys' stuff come, actually, in fact, I think I ended up getting Onyx maps on that is what I first started with. And then once it came to the, you yep. know, the phone platform, I mean, that was, that was a game changer for me. So I, you know, most everybody I think is familiar with OnX. If, if you're not definitely reach out, we can fill you guys in a little bit more on, on that. But I think today, some of our conversations are going to be around some of our questions that our, uh, our listeners have sent in, our, our readers have sent in just kind of, uh, of some of the stuff that's going on now, uh, at, at OnX and, and hopefully you can kind of help answer some of this stuff. So let, let's jump into it. Um, most of our listeners are, are Western folks. We are starting to get, a, you know, several of the Eastern or even Midwestern hunters start to listen to our podcast and reach out with questions and things like that. And so I really kind of wanted to ask you, as far as OnX goes, are you guys really focused on, on Western hunting or are you guys starting to spread out across the entire country? For sure. Yeah, it's definitely a mix at this point. And we, OnX was founded, um, you know, in Montana, Western big game was the focal point. Mm-hmm. And for, you know, a handful of years, that was kind of our bread and butter was, was Western big game. Um, we still definitely like, again, that's my job is, is like the Western big game side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have somebody just like me, but for whitetail and for upland and for, you know, Turkey, like, you know, and, and some of those, a lot of those do stretch into the Midwest and, and, um east and south and you know we we have all 50 states um in the map and with that we're we're doing a lot of things that are tailored specifically for the whitetail hunter for the hunter that is hunting the same you know at 15 to 30 acres and you know Mm -hmm. their tree stands and they want to manage food plots and so on so forth so uh to answer your question like we are definitely from east to west coast um we have folks that are, you know, prioritizing and working on, um, again, the whitetail stuff that more Eastern focused. And then still to this day, we have folks prioritizing and working solely on the Western stuff. So, you know, it's not, um, I wouldn't say we are transitioning like, okay, yeah, we've, we've been Western big game for a while. And now we're going to just put that on pause and, and go focus on that. Like, you know, we've hired some new folks and so on and so forth to really make sure that we we can cover everything and, um, you know, make sure that everybody, whether you live in, you know, the peaks in Colorado or, um, you know, Illinois is chasing whitetail, like we'll, we'll have you covered. It's funny. Cause I, I got a really good buddy that lives out in Tennessee and, and I always, I, I kind of give him a hard time because he's a huge Turkey hunter and he hunts on mm-hmm. his, on his own land. But he's he I think actually I think he's an ambassador for Onyx as well. And it cracks me up because he uses Onyx so much on this this little plot of land. I'm like, man, well, what can you possibly use Onyx for on your itty bitty little piece of land? And here I am hunting the western United States where I'm hunting thousands and thousands, oh geez, millions of acres yep. that I that I'm hunting it. And it's funny because he'll pull out his his phone and he'll show me like how he, you know, he he strategizes off of Onyx 
to hunt turkeys. It's an, it's an amazing thing to see. And so to your point, you guys are starting to do, or you guys have been doing a lot of cool stuff for those kind of guys out, out there hunting turkeys and whitetails. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I think there for quite a while, and even to this day, some people are like, oh, Onyx, that's a Western big game app for finding public land. Like, yeah, a lot of people download it and use it for that purpose. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are also using it to get access on private or to hunt that same 40 acres more efficiently and effectively. And like, you know, if I go to Eastern Montana here in a few weeks for, um, you know, just a, a trip back home and and to go get after some turkeys for opener, like even if I, so I can get permission, you know, I, I can see the names on there. I can assure the landowner, Hey, I know where your boundaries are. Like, I won't be upsetting your neighbors because I have this, like, I've had that happen several times where, you know, you ask somebody to antelope hunt or just access through their place to public or something. And they're like, man, I, I really would let you, I want to let you, but my neighbor, you know, called me up last year. Cause we had somebody who crossed their fence and shot a deer or whatever mm-hmm. it looked like. And it's like, Hey, like, just so you know, like if it changes something like this is exactly where I am on the map and I can see it and zoom in and be like, Oh yeah, your Northeast, uh, section or your Northeast corner over there that, Oh, there's looks like a big Oak, oak tree there. I can see right where that's at mm-hmm. their minds blown. And they're like, Oh yeah, go have at it. Um, so, you know, I can get permission before I go over there. And even if I'm not able to go like roost birds that night, if I get up in the morning and go hear a turkey gobble, I can just look at the app and be like, okay, there's based on the direction and how far I think that turkey is like, they're probably roosted in these trees here and set up and stuff. So, you know, it's, I use it 99% of the time for Western big game. And, and, you know, like you said, hunting hundreds of thousands of, of acres and finding cool access points and everything. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's, it really has use cases for a lot of different things. And I even use it for personal, like I, I bought some property here in Utah and, uh, you know, I, I love, that's probably my favorite thing about the, the mapping system is the public and private, you know, land boundaries and, and things like that. And I'll use it for my own personal, like go look at my property and see where, you know, where those lines are at. And I'm amazed at how accurate, uh, onyx is with their 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 dividing lines between public and private or even between private and private i mean it it really is absolutely amazing and the applications of onyx are, are i mean it's limitless honestly for sure like uh heck the other day i was actually so we we're in a new house now and last year before uh winter hit we put in um sod around our house for for where our yard is and i'm like man i should probably fertilize that before it gets too hot uh-huh I'm like, I have not fertilized this yard. I have no idea how much I'm going to need. Like I could go just guess. Um, but I used it, you know, just the other day to use the, the area shape tool and like trace my yard and see how many acres it is. And, you know, it's like, okay, now I have a really good start to go to Home Depot and buy some lawn fertilizer. Um, That's you know, wild. Where it's like a newer property. And you know, I had it all laid out where like, here's where I want the fence and here's where mm-hmm. my shop in the future is going to go. And like, I have it all drawn out on the map. Um, and yeah, there's just so many use cases that you don't really think of until you get in there. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. Dude. I don't even, haven't even thought about using that and using like, yeah, the area <laughs> space or even like the line distance, just to, I mean, even to do that to like say, yeah, here's how far back I want my shop. And I'm building a house here pretty soon. I, I'm going to have to use still some of that and use it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's helpful for sure. <laughs> well, and not to hate on the, the Eastern guys or not to go away from the Eastern guys. I love you guys. And, I, you know, I've got a lot of good friends out there. But uh, 
yeah, like kind of like what you said, 99% of my usage of Onyx is is on Western big game hunting. Um, uh, it's ridiculous. If I was to show you my map, it's, there's so many waypoints. There's so many line uh, or tracks and, and things like that. So I kind of want to focus a little bit on, on Western um, hunting where you work at Onyx and you know the, the ins and outs of it. I probably don't even hit the, the tip of the iceberg when it comes to what I can do with it. And I feel like I do. But I, I, I kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit as far as like, what are some of the the Western e-scouting tips? Like when people ask you, and I'm sure you get asked at expos, I'm sure you get asked from your ambassadors, you know, like what are some of those Western big game hunting e-scouting tips that you would give to to our, our listeners or to me if I was asking you? For sure. No, we get that all the time. And it, it's a great question. And it, it really depends you know, who you're asking and, and what in particular, it's like, okay, are you rifle hunting mildew? Are you elk hunting archery? You know, there's so many nuances to it. Um, one thing I would say before I kind of dive in on like a few things personally that I, I use and look for is if anybody is, is really looking on like an in-depth course or more in-depth information about e-scouting, if you go to our YouTube, we have, you know, we've had a lot of our ambassadors do like, Hey, do an archery e-scouting four part series or, um, you know, let's do a, a rifle e-scout series with the Hushin guys or, you know, what that looks like. So there's a lot of different takes on it. There's many different ways to, uh, skin a cat there and, mm -hmm. and be effective. Um, my big thing with e-scouting is I like to stay mobile and really it's, it's with everything like archery elk hunting, you know, rifle mule deer hunting. I like to stay mobile and move and, mm -hmm. and not like overcommit. Um, it's something that like one of our ambassadors, a uh, good friend, Dan Staten with Elk Shape preaches all the time. It's like, don't overcommit. And I've done that before. I've, you know, I've hiked in and bivied in, you know, six, seven miles before, and then there's no elk there, mm -hmm. but you know, I've, I've put all the time and effort into finding this one little spot on the map and bringing all my gear in here and setting up a, a bivy camp. Like now I feel obligated to stay and grind it out in that area. Right. There's no elk there. So what, like, what are you doing? Um, and these are all things like, like that I've learned through many years of trial and error and, you know, doing that and committing four or five days to one particular spot and not, there's no elk. So, you know, I can walk around, I can put on as many miles and I can bugle as much until my heart's desired. But if there's no elk there to respond, I can't fill my uptake. Um, and so anymore, it's like, I really have taken again, what, what Dan has, uh, preaches there and, and applied that. And it's been really successful. It's like stay mobile. And in doing so the e-scouting portion is huge because it's like, Hey, here's my number one area. And I'm going to e-scout that. Like maybe I'll be looking in 3d of, for ridges. If I'm rifle mill deer hunting where I can, you know, effectively hike through all this country, kind of mostly staying on ridge tops and then mark waypoints for different potential glassing spots. So like you know, I'm in 3D, I'm looking at topo, I'm finding the ridges. And what I'll do is I'll actually mark uh, the line tool for like a, a potential track. And uh -huh. then when I'm doing it, I'll turn on my tracker, eventually delete the line that I had there just because, you know, when you're hiking, things change a little bit, routes change. Right. Um, but I started doing that the last couple of years, honestly. And even in spots that for mule deer, I'm like, man, I've hunted this spot like 
six years in a row. Like I know it, like yeah. I know where there's good glassing points. Right. So I don't need to e-scout it. Right. Well, I started e-scouting those areas and actually putting in like the effort ahead of time, even though I thought that I knew that area super well. And when I went out there, like it, that alone is the reason that I killed probably my second biggest buck ever, um, two wow. years ago because of the e-scouting and, you know, I was, I started looking at it from a different perspective and, um, another really cool thing, uh, Cody rich, another ambassador of, mm-hmm. of ours will say is like, everybody always looks at the map North up. We're all trained to do that. And you think you understand a, a place like completely revert it, look at it, you know, facing South or looking at it facing, you know, Northeast or whatever, and, and really look at it in 3d and you'll start to pick out things that, you know, your mind's so trained to looking at things North up and, you think you have looked things through enough. Um, but when you really start orienting the map, you you're forced to look at things from a different perspective, quite in reality. Um, and so I was doing that and finding different ridges, ways to hike through more country, be more effective and different glassing points along the way. So again, I would use a line tool, um, follow ridge tops and either do like through hunts, like from I'll be dropped off here and then my dad can pick me up here mm-hmm. or like big loop hunts. I'm not like walking out and then wasting that, you know, if I'm hiking out three miles and hiking back three miles. Like, yeah, there's a chance you might run into something different on the way back that moved in, but I want to be mostly effective. Yeah, totally. And so, you know, I was doing marked all of those out potential hikes. And then I went in with a more fine tooth comb and was like, Hey, here's a high point. From here, I'm going to drop waypoint and I'll be able to glass everything to the southeast. And then if I move over on the other side of the ridge, I'll be able to drop waypoint and glass everything to the northwest or whatever that looks like. Um, just to make sure I was glassing into every little pocket along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it just it worked out like I was like four miles into a six mile loop two years ago and and stopped in one of my glassing waypoints that I had marked. And I've been in that country. I've hiked past that area multiple times, but it just because I didn't east scout it the way that I did, I, I never really sat down and gave that area the attention that it deserved um, and glassed up a doe and and kind of sat on her for, I think, 15, 20 minutes. And all of a sudden the buck stood up and um, yeah, I I would strongly suggest east scouting, you know, whether it's whitetail country where you're like, man, I, it's my own 50 acres. I, I know the property. Why do I need to east scout it? Um, you know, I would strongly suggest that it helped me a ton. It's funny that you say that because I almost had that exact same thing happen this, this past year. So I've got an area that I've hunted my entire life. I've hunted cow elk, I've hunted bull elk, I've hunted mule deer. And, and I kind of the same thing. I'm like, I, I know this area like the back of my hand. I tell people that all the time. I know like the back of my hand, it's my backyard kind of a thing. And, uh, this last, um, summer. So I guess it would have been like last June. I really started getting heavy into just e-scouting that area. And I can't tell you how many spots that I found e-scouting. I'm like, wow, I've never even really touched this area. And so I spent a lot of my last fall going out and, and glassing and hiking. And man, I found a whole new world within an area that I thought I knew well just by just by e-scouting. And mm-hmm. I think that's a, a great testament to, to most people. I mean, it's great if it's an area that you don't know or it's an area you've hunted once and you're trying to learn more. I mean, 
case in point, the same thing. But um, but even if it's an area that, that you do know very well, it, it definitely works well. And I love, by the way, that you're telling like your own personal stories. I mean, you're not you're a great salesman for for OnX, and you're just telling your own personal <laughs> stories. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's relatable for sure. And you know, I've again, I've worked at OnX for seven years. I've used OnX for ten years mm-hmm. or more, and two years ago, it was like an aha moment of I'm not, I still wasn't utilizing it to its full potential and e-scouting the area because I was like, I know it, like I've been there. I know where I can hunt. I know where the boundaries are. You know, I know where some good glassing points are. I don't need to e-scout it. Like I do, I did need to e-scout it. Um, and there's still to this day, like there's still some hikes that I planned out even two years ago on that, that property that area that I still haven't done to this day. Like there's so many new things Mm -hmm. that you can try and do. Um, and two, like, you know, I've done the same thing with, with archery elk or just elk hunting in general. I don't need to e-scout it. I know, you know, I know there's some wallows down here and if a bull bugles on that side, I typically know what their bedding looks like because I've been through there. Like I've found e-scouting, I've found other wallows that I didn't know existed because I hadn't walked by them. And, you know, you'll, you'll even have those moments where you're like, dang it like that bull i was standing up here and a bull bugled down there and he bugled a few more times and i like now knowing that there's a wallow down there the way the wind and the thermals were going i probably could have snuck down because he was probably wallowing Mm -hmm. it's just like you don't know what you don't know um so it never hurts to eat scout but you know kind of to to circle back to the beginning of that question i know i started talking about like being mobile and then transitioned a little bit into you know how i e-scout for for mule deer but being mobile, whether it's mule deer or archery elk, those are kind of my two big things. Like archery elk, archery hunting, I really focus on elk. Rifle season, I focus on mule deer generally. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm like archery elk hunting, I will find the area, the key area I want to hunt, e-scout that, but then I will move over and be like, okay, what's plan B? What's plan C? What's plan D? And not be afraid to pull the plug, get back in the pickup and drive, mm-hmm. you know, drive a couple hours through the night or drive to the other side of the unit or, you know, road beagle your way through a couple canyons just to see if anything's talking. Um, and really just have those plans because if, if plan A doesn't work, you can sit there in your pickup or you can sit there and be like, man, where, where should I go? Like, okay, let me pull out the map. Okay. I could go here. I could go there. But if I've already done the homework and been like, Hey, if this doesn't work, it's most efficient for me to go to this spot and check that. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work, it's most efficient for me to go to this spot and actually make a plan. Like it's just so much better than sitting on the side of a mountain road in your pickup, looking at a map at, you know, 10 at night going, where should I go tomorrow? It's like, I've already got that planned out. I'm going to plan B and then plan C. Um, and yeah, in doing so, it just requires you to e-scout it and actually make a plan for when you get to plan B and what that looks like. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a more efficient way to hunt. That's what I always tell people. You can save yourself boot tracks. You can save yourself, you know, miles on, uh, you just, you can save yourself so much and, and you can make yourself more effective because you have prepared. And to your point, you know, like you're, you're saying it, it works for mule deer. It works for archery elk. You know, I've used it for, for pronghorn. You know, I mean, I, I would go through and I would find, okay, here's, here's some public land that I know was in my unit so I can hunt all that area here's a water source, here's a water source, here's a water source. This is one I feel like is going to be the first and the best. So I'm going to go to this one. If that one doesn't work out, I'm off to this one. And so, yeah, to your point, I have, you know, A, B, C, and D or plan A, B, and C, and D so that um, I'm very efficient. I'm not wasting that time. And, 
you know, a couple of years ago, I was that person. I hate to even admit it that I was, you know, it wasn't 10 o'clock at night. It was 12 o'clock in the afternoon or one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, well, crap, I've hit all my spots. Now, now where am I going to go? Now, what am I going to do? And I'm wasting really precious time during a hunt when I should be like hiking to a certain point of, you know, where I, where I've already e-scouted, you know, so I've, I've, I had wasted a lot of time. It's, it's not until like the last couple of years I realized, man, I, I can do a lot of this work beforehand when it's cold outside and miserable outside or you know it's not during the season and i can't be out there or whatever i you know i can i can be on my computer i can be on my phone i can be looking at all these spots and and saving myself a lot of work and and helping be myself be more a more efficient hunter for sure and it's almost like make a playbook and then run it like yeah you can you can uh my biggest problem is if I'm thinking about spots to go in the field, I constantly contradict myself or talk myself out of it. Or like, you know, I'll start hiking a certain direction and be like, no, I want to go back this way. So Mm -hmm. it's like, if I, if I plan it out ahead of time and obviously things change, like, you know, you might get to your plan A and it's full of people and, and you don't, you just abort before you even try plan A. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just, it helps me personally just to know, like, no, like here's, this was my next plan. And unless there's a good reason not to do that, I'm going to go do that. And then I get less indecisive and it's like, okay, I'm going to hike out, go, go hunt that and not mm-hmm. sit there for an hour being like, man, I, I don't know, maybe I do drop into the bottom of this hole. Maybe there's some help down there that's not talking, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's that's lots of different ways to do it, but I, I found that that helps quite a bit and e-scouting is a, a huge part of it. I appreciate that. And, and I mean, yes, we are talking about Onyx and uh, I don't want to say like selling it, but, but it really is. It's, it's honestly become like seriously one of the best tools. It, it, when people ask me like, what tool would you recommend for any tool for hunting? I mean, obviously you got to have your weapon and, and things like that, but you know, if, if uh, before I spend money on camel, before I spend money on really anything else, I feel like this tool is what you spend your money on first and foremost, because it's what's going to help you be the most efficient and effective hunter. So, so I appreciate that. And again, most of our listeners are from the West. Uh, they are Western big game hunters. And so I appreciate just a, a few little insights. Like I said, we, I'm sure we could spend hours talking about all the different tools and, and it, it is very situational too. You know, if you're an early season archery deer hunter, or if you're a, you know, late season rifle hunter, it could, it's going to, differ depending on what you're you're hunting but I, I love that i love that being mobile too and having having a lot of plans I, i'm by the way i'm taking notes over here so when you see me kind of like looking down here I, i'm a geek and so i like to take notes and for my own personal hunting adventures <laughs> love it so another question that we had come in uh, one of our um our listeners he so they are you know a long-term onyx hunter uh, user they they love it and um they love all the new stuff that comes out with it. You know, when 3D came out, they, you know, that was one thing that they they mentioned that they really loved. Um, but they did kind of ask, like, you know, for 2022, what are you guys working on? What's what's going on over there at Onyx? For sure, um, we get that one a lot as well. People are excited to know what the next big thing is. Yeah, we're geeks. I totally, I totally <laughs> get it because I am too. There's there's definitely a few things in the works that I can't speak to yet, but mm-hmm. um, a couple things I can. The 3D, so obviously on the desktop right now it's a little bit um a little bit more fully functioning in the sense you can turn layers on and off you can mark waypoints Mm -hmm. and just full functionality on the desktop we are working out um a few minor minor last tweaks on the phone and then that will have like a, a very more robust 3d feature as well so actually android 
um, is out or going to be out very, very soon. And then iOS will, will start working on that um, shortly after. So that's going to be a, a big one because um, right now you can use 3D on the phone, but it's not as robust of a feature as it is on the desktop. Most of the time I'm using 3D on the desktop anyways for e-scouting purpose and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, some really cool things with that. Also, um, I don't even know if I'm supposed to talk about this one, but I'm going to. So in the sense of three... <laughs> In the sense of 3D, uh, we're working on the ability to kind of exaggerate that out a little bit. So for 3D, you know, in the West, it really makes sense in the mountainous areas. You might look at something, even in Eastern Montana, where you look at it in real life, it's really craggy and there's some topography there. Yeah. If you look at 3D and you're kind of like, eh, like it's not super helpful just because you, it doesn't accurately portray the land. Um mm -hmm. And so we're working on some capabilities to be able to exaggerate those a little bit. So whether you're, you know, hunting in areas that isn't, you know, these steep mountain peaks where 3D is really effective, or if you're white tail hunting and you're looking for, you know, a depression uh, to get into your tree stand better or something like a route, um, you can, you know, shortly exaggerate those features and, and kind of uh, bring that to life. And that one might be a little bit hard to, to comprehend without seeing it. Mm -hmm. I've seen it, so I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, three D, lots of cool new stuff coming there. Dude, that's good. So, so the guy that asked this question, he's gonna, he, you know who you are. So you're gonna, you're gonna love this because that was kind of his exact point. Was I love the three D and I can use it on my computer. And, and honestly, for the most part, we're probably still gonna continue to use it on our computer. Just it's bigger, it's easier to see that whatnot. But his point was, when is the phone gonna look a little bit better? I think he's an iPhone user hope I, I believe and so that's what you, you hit the nail on the head right there with Love him it. so <laughs> and Love i'm sure it. and that what and it wasn't even staged yeah exactly it wasn't <laughs> by the way that was not staged <laughs> uh well that's exciting and yeah we're all geeks and so we always like to know kind of what's what's new and what's coming out with uh with some of our favorite uh hunting tools so so a uh, a couple more you know and there's so much so many things in the work in the backlog um but a couple more real quick. So as of right now, sharing waypoints, I can send you a waypoint. I can send you a line, a track or whatever, kind of as an individual file. Um, we are working on some foldering structures and the ability to share, you know, maybe it's like, hey, here's all my my waypoints for this unit's archery elk and we're going to hunt that unit together. So instead of like, hey, here's these 10 waypoints and I individually send you the waypoints and they populate in your app, like maybe I put those in a folder and share the folder with you, um, that type oh, of stuff. Dude. So just really kind of expanding on that sharing capability. Um, you know, I use it a lot for, if I'm, if I'm hunting solo, I will send my wife a waypoint or a few waypoints like, Hey, generally here's where I'm going to go. Mm -hmm. Um, just in case something happened, nobody could get a hold of me. Somebody's got a starting point with coordinates. Um, you know, so it's like, I, I can do that or I can send like, you know, the 10 possible spots I'm going to go with them numbered and named and everything and then just send all of that to her and be like hey here's here's kind of my hunt plan if mm -hmm. you don't hear from me um oh, so yeah that one's pretty cool too and again there's there's a lot of stuff some really uh cool kind of groundbreaking things that i definitely can't talk about so oh, i I'll save myself some trouble there um, actually i kind of like yeah, that because that means stuff. that means you're gonna have to get on another podcast with me so i'm, I'm okay with that once, once you're able to talk about those things <laughs> perfect <laughs> any any changes to layers at all i mean can you tease me a little bit with that 
For sure. So we've actually launched a couple relatively recently. So uh-huh. we are doing some big things with application season now, um, particularly with um, our elite membership, which I know we'll get into in a little bit. I'm sure that the difference in what that entails, but yeah, essentially with the elite membership, we are, we've teamed up with some, some heavy hitters in the industry. Um, if you're an elite member for Onyx, you get a free digital membership to Hunt and Fool, um, where you can read their e-magazine, see cost calculator for hunts, uh, previous tag holder list, all sorts of things there. Uh, you get free access to Top Ruts draw odds for the West, um, and then now free access to Hunt Reminder service. So um, it'll remind you when application seasons are open, when they're closing, you know, final day, final hour, that type of thing, so you never miss a deadline. On top of that, what we've done in the app is we've actually created a Western application research folder. Um, so just if you go into the layers, you know, you'll have your state layers, your hunt layers, so, so on and so forth. And right now there's a Western application research folder. Um, and there's some layers in, in that. Some of those are layers that we've had previously, for example, the roadless areas, um, historic wildfires, wilderness areas, et cetera. But we've actually worked on curating a few new layers, some new data in there. So uh, one of those is U.S. drought data. Um, so it'll show you where, like, what the current drought conditions are throughout the U.S. Um, you know, if that changes your mind for, you know, maybe I'm going to apply for that unit or maybe I'm not because it's in severe drought or was last year. Um, so we've got that one. And then another new one is the slope angle layer. So if you turn that on, it will kind of highlight the the slope um features on the map and so you can see like man that that unit is incredibly steep and you know maybe i maybe i'm not in the best shape or maybe i had you know knee surgery this year or something and i'm looking for more like mild terrain you can use that slope angle layer to really make those uh those steep areas and not so steep areas pop on the map um we were also we've worked with boone and crockett for quite a while but we we uh, took like a little bit of a more deep dive approach with those in particular for that Western application research folder and the layers within it. So um, that's a wow. few of the the new ones. Man, that's huge. I didn't even know about about some of those. I have started using some of them like the, like the drought one because um, here in Utah, we, we've had some serious drought over the last well, honestly, over the last decade, but even over just like the last five years. And so, yeah, when you guys came out with that, that's a tool that I, I've definitely been been using. I had no idea about the hunt and fool stuff um, or this this application stuff. That's that's huge, man. That's a that's a huge benefit to people that that yep. do the the elite package. So, and actually, let's just kind of jump into that. So that's only for the the people that have the elite package, right? Yep, yep, absolutely. And and yeah, that's a huge huge value add. I think it's something like two hundred and ten dollars worth of value. Um, Wow. You know, for the elite membership, which is 99, 99 a year. So, you know, you're, you're saving over a hundred dollars there and, and really getting everything you need for application season. And that was kind of, that was our intent. Like we've had really good relationships with those companies for quite a while. Um, obviously we are focused on mapping and, you know, the, those guys' expertise is focusing on application and the research and data that goes into it. So it's like, it just, it's a perfect fit. It totally makes sense for us, for our customers. Everybody benefits from, from that, uh, relationship with those guys. So 
Yeah. If you're not utilizing that, I would say if you're applying for even in-state stuff Mm -hmm. and not utilizing that, you're definitely missing out. And I, I'm a Huntful fan because so Huntful is right here. We're we're like 30 minutes apart from where I live and yep. where their headquarters are at. Um, know the guys very well, uh, so that's that's awesome. And so for those of our listeners that uh, that don't know um, Huntful, definitely check them out. They're they're awesome guys. Uh, do a lot. They're, they're I mean I I consider myself a geek. Those guys are huge <laughs> geeks, man. They they get into the weeds and they they know. Yeah, where the best place is to apply, why to why apply here, why apply there. So to have that integrated with Onyx, I mean that's a that's a power tool, right there. Yeah, um, yeah, they uh, they are incredibly knowledgeable. You know, yeah. And, yeah, you know people who who know certain states or units really well. But what's crazy about the the folks at Huntful is I swear they've hunted every unit twice in <laughs> you know the Western United States because. Yeah. You know, and they, it's boots on the ground insight and, you know, oh man, I wouldn't apply for that tag this year because here's why. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, or, you know, I think you're overlooking this unit and and here's why I think it's a good one for you to apply for. I actually just got off the phone with, uh, with Garth Jensen there at Hunt and Fool um, the other day as, as we're looking at doing, applying for Colorado Mule Deer this year. Uh-huh. Um, I'm looking at hunting down there, Colorado mule deer with, um, a couple of the folks that born and raised outdoors. And first time any of us hunting Colorado for mule deer. Um, and yeah, just picking his brain for, you know, where we should apply. Cause a lot of time and and money goes into it. You know, we all have built points for a few years and it's like, man, I, I mean, I can do my own research and stuff and that's great. But to talk to somebody who's actually hunted those units, we feel so much more confident applying for what we're about to apply for just knowing that somebody has hunted that and given us, you know, sent us some photos of the unit and, mm-hmm. you know, here's kind of what to expect and here's how many people are going to be there. And, you know, you might be looking at something like a muzzleloader unit tag and be like, Oh, there's only 50 other, you know, 50 tags total given out. But what people don't realize is there might be a, a general elk spike tag, you know, in that same unit over the same time. So you go into that unit thinking, you're going to have it to yourself um, and it's overrun with people. And that's the type of information that they know and can help out with. I'll go kind of back to what we were talking about, you know, earlier about being an efficient hunter is, you know, this, this is also another tool, another way that we can, can be efficient. Cause like that, you don't, you can get to that unit. Yeah. There's razors and side by side, just burning up the roads and, and it's ridiculous. And when you, you had a totally different picture walking into you think you're gonna have this this premium unit and and you walk home and eat tag soup and yeah they could have told you well in advance that (laughs) no this isn't that kind of unit and again just could have made your hunt more efficient and 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 that's awesome i'm glad that you talked to them about hunting uh colorado this year if you're if it's for a mule deer we might be hunting in the same area because i usually run into those guys every year (laughs) when i'm in colorado so that's awesome Nice. Are you are you looking at doing Colorado like mule deer this year? Yeah, I've got a group of us that uh, we go to Colorado every year. Um, it's it's just kind of a tradition of ours nice. now. We we've been we've had a lot of really good success uh, out there. Colorado is just a fun place to hunt, anyways. I mean, it's just it's pretty. There's a lot of opportunity. Um, you know, it's just it's just a great opportunity for people. Love it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome. Very cool. Uh, what other, I mean, so, I mean, that, that's just some amazing 
perks to the elite package as well. Is there anything else that comes? I, I mean, obviously you get you get more states with the elite package, but are there anything else? Any other perks with it? Yeah, absolutely. So you know the kind of the the big thing is like you get fifty states, right? So wherever you're at, nationwide coverage, um, and that's private private uh, layers, public layers, everything you can ask for there. Um, but some of the other things, obviously for application research, those are the, the three heavy hitters um, that we just talked about. And then um, on top of that, we do some discounts with, I should say discounts or just really kind of unique insider opportunities with some companies that we work with and trust in the industry. Mm-hmm. So like Vortex Optics um, is part of the elite uh the benefits folks that get with the elite membership, you know, it's a a discount to vortex. There, working on some cool things. We've done some pretty cool things with first light where we offer some free shipping. Um, and then also provide a a phone number where you can call in and kind of get VIP service questions, that type of thing. And, you know, some things are discounts. Some things are maybe exclusive first looks at new products, um, or additional value adds there, but, Basically, if you go on our website and then navigate to the elite page um, and, and find the elite benefits page there, if you scroll down, you'll see all the, the different companies we work with and what we offer for additional benefits for elite. And I'll leave a, so in the show notes for everybody that's listening and watching, um, I'll leave a, a link down in the description in the show notes to uh, to that elite page because it does, it has, it has everything on it. Um, and I love the Vortex part of it. So that Vortex is our number one sponsor here at eHunter. And they, they talk very highly of, of you guys over there at, at Onyx. And um, you guys have, I know you guys have a great relationship with them, but you guys also have a lot of other good relationships, great relationships and great contacts there. And you know, like I said, I've been a, a user of Onyx for a long time and I've taken advantage of, of some of those, uh, <laughs> those little perks like that. It, it, it's actually it's pretty awesome because you're getting that stuff anyways. You know, as hunters, those are some of the stuff, some of the stuff that we need, and so it's nice to kind of just trickle down and get that that uh, th- those hookups as you, as you can. So, and for for ninety, you know, hundred bucks, hundred bucks a year. That that there's so much that comes along with that elite membership that it, it's kind of like it, the way that I look at it is like, why not? You know, like why not yeah. just do it? Yeah, for sure. And for you know, even if you're hunting the same state, so our other membership is is a premium membership and that one is for a single state um and that one is 30 bucks a year 29.99 but if you really look at it like if you're going to apply even in your state it is super helpful to to have access to hunt and pull into top route for draw odds and hunt reminders so you don't miss those deadlines Mm -hmm. it's just it's kind of a no-brainer just to do elite and really if you look at it 100 bucks for the year. I mean, I just filled up my pickup the other day and it's a half ton pickup and it was like $117. Yeah. Um, so it's like you you really look at how much money you're spending on tags and gas and equipment and gear and it's like 100 bucks a year to be able to know where I can and can't hunt and to have backup plans and you know, be mobile and and have the safety features to be able to get back to the truck if you get turned around and all that stuff and you know, it's might sound like a sales pitch here, but it's just one of those products. I don't care if I was working for Onyx or not. There's no way that I would go without it. Like zero chance. That's what I said, man. This, this is my first, when people say what's like, what's your number one hunting tool? It's, it seriously is a no brainer to me is Onyx because, and actually you kind of hit on the head right there is it's, it's my safety net. You know, it's how I, I feel comfortable being 
out in the out in the mountains by myself or out in the woods by myself is it's how I know I can get back to my truck. It's not how I know I can get back to my, my wife and kids. Uh, it, it's the most efficient way for me to hunt as well. You know, and not, not, not to knock on camo companies. I know you talk about first light and I, you know, that, that I love camo. I'm a huge fan of camo. Um, but, uh, this is going to make, this program makes me more successful as a hunter than, than any camo does i mean my dad and my grandpa used to hunt in flannel and jeans and they killed some monsters in their <laughs> life and so i, I can yeah. only imagine what they would have done if they had onyx at their at their fingertips and so so i'm with you man i and i and i don't mean to i'm not a, i'm not employed by onyx so for those that are listening and watching uh, i just <laughs> i love i love onyx so um cool well Dylan, one other question that i wanted to talk to you about is um you know Onyx is so involved in the hunting world now, and, and your guys' voice is huge. I mean, you're one of the bigger companies now in the industry, which is is awesome, and I'm, I'm so stoked for you guys and, and what you're doing. And, and I know you guys are doing stuff, a lot a lot of stuff outside of just mapping. And, and But one of the things that, um, you know, we've kind of, we put articles up about and um, have talked to a lot of our listeners and followers about is, is what you guys are doing to open more public lands. And I don't know if you've had any involvement in that, um, but do you have any information on that, what Onyx is doing? Yeah, for sure. And I, I don't really work directly in that that sense, but I, I definitely have a good grasp on, you know, what we're doing. And, you know, there's, like you said, we do have a lot of reach now. We, we've got some really good connections in the industry. And it's like, we, you know, several years back, and it's really, it hasn't changed day one, but we really made an emphasis um, several years back, looked at it, it's like, what can Onyx do for the, the greater good of hunting? And one of the areas that we really focused on is access. Um, obviously, it, it comes a little bit hand in hand with maps, it makes sense. But with our knowledge and, and capabilities of, you know, highlighting landlocked areas, for example, um, and working with, with different organizations, um, you know, with NGOs to other outdoor industry hunting companies, you know, looking at opportunities to, you know, introduce a land swap or, uh, an easement or something and, and really just access focus really made sense to us. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we have a, a whole team at Onyx dedicated solely on, focusing, um, around access and, and bringing awareness to it and opening up access, whether it's boots on the ground or working with landowners, working with really, um, you know, other companies in the industry, NGOs within the industry that we have really good relationships with. One of them that we work very closely with is the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. A lot of people don't realize just how much access and habitat improvement that RMEF does. And we work with them very closely on that um and trcp like theodore roosevelt conservation partnership we work very closely with them you've probably seen if not you should check it out some of our landlocked report data that we worked on with them um where we curated our our maps and and looked at things and highlighted areas that were landlocked you know public lands that nobody has access to get to outside of a helicopter or something of that nature mm -hmm. um and really just bringing awareness to it and letting TRCP, you know, go to legislation and, and, you know, be that voice in that setting, because that's what they're good at. Like we are good at maps and map data and, you know, obtaining data and showing that and, and highlighting certain things. And that's where our expertise is. So 
we're, we're trying our best to, uh, you know, utilize our expertise for the greater good of, of hunters and recreationists and, and have really just focused on, again, opening up public or not even public access, just access in general, even if it's access to private land, just opening up access um, for more people. I love it. And, and as a hunter, I do want to just share my appreciation to you and, and everybody at Onyx for, for what you've done in that regard. And, and this was actually a question that Seth, my my business partners, brought um, because we have looked at the stuff that, that you have done with, with the different foundations, with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and Theodore Roosevelt and whatnot, and, and just appreciate what you guys are, are working on. And the things that Onyx is really bringing to light, I mean, you know, like the whole corner crossing thing, it, it's been a huge deal. You know, there, there's been people that have, you know, gotten a little bit of trouble over it lately. Um, but it, it just brings to light and brings to attention uh, of all this public land or even just, yeah, like kind of even what you said, even even private land of, of places that we could access, should access or whatever, and just aren't able to, and, and letting the, the programs and letting the uh, organizations, I should say, um, work their magic and hopefully get us more access. And, uh, you know, we put up a lot of articles that we are, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of these, these little wins for us as hunters and sportsmen, as, as outdoors enthusiasts of where we're, we're getting more access. And it really kind of stems from um, just, just bringing these things to light, having the ability to pull it up on our phones and our computers and say, hey, here's this this chunk of land or there's thousands of acres here that we're or millions of acres, I guess, in, in some of these cases where we're not able to uh, to get to. But yet we're able to do it now because of, of companies like you all, like, like Onyx Maps. So, yeah. So anyways, I just appreciate what you guys have, have done and, and continue to do with just getting us more access as hunters. Um, you know, we, we don't ask for a lot as hunters, but we sure appreciate every little win. And, and, and kind of your point, Dylan, you talked about, you know, that what your expertise is as, as on X is, is the mapping and, and whatnot. And so just bringing things to light and allowing us to, to use that to, you know, on our own platforms, bringing it to light and, and making an impact. So, so no, I appreciate that. But well, man, I, I appreciate you jumping on the podcast with me. Um, I appreciate you guys at, at Onyx and, and all that you're doing. I, I love your system. I can't say that that enough. It's something I, like I've said, I've used a lot. But um, uh, as far as like, you know, our listeners have all these questions and, you know, I can definitely continue to put these questions together and I'll continue to bug you about jumping on podcasts with me. But where can people go to, to ask questions directly to you guys? For sure. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely, though I am, I'm excited to jump on another podcast down down the road and answer some more questions. So, count me in for that part. But okay. um, we we have quite a few different things. So, honestly, like if it's a product related question, the best thing is just to shoot us an email. We have a a, a huge customer service team that is super knowledgeable about the product. Um, you know, you're going to get a real person when you call in, and real person who uses the maps um, themselves. So, a lot of firsthand knowledge as well. Um, help at onyxmaps.com is is the email for that and and really like our social media channels are great places to interact ask questions um you know onyx hunt you'll find us on youtube instagram facebook pretty tough to miss um but yeah no it's we love hearing from folks we love hearing what we can do to improve the product or ideas um or just cool stories we hear stories all the time of 
hey, you know, this this hunt wouldn't have been possible last year without Onyx or, you know, we, we've heard some, you know, life and death stories before where it's like people really have gotten themselves in a tough spot and used Onyx to get themselves out or like to, to find their buddy, you know, and so on and so forth. So just, yeah, we love the stories. We love hearing from our customers and, and definitely uh, reach out with questions or, or any comments. Awesome. I appreciate that. I keep, I could keep you on here for hours talking about stories. I mean, I, I've had story after story. I had an awesome experience in Colorado this last year. We talked about that, but, um, but my experience like using Onyx to, to scout, to do all the e-scouting, create plans, create backup plans. I mean, it, it really truly is an amazing tool. And, and I'm going to be a little bit selfish then if you're cool to jump on podcasts with me for any of you guys listening. I mean, definitely you can still email, uh, their their email that uh, help onyx email but um i love being able to, to ask questions and kind of dig into things a little bit more deeply so if you guys have questions put them in the comments below or shoot me an email or you know catch us on social media i'll get dylan on another podcast and and we'll dig into to more of these I, and actually dylan we definitely got to get on a podcast once you guys start launching some of this other stuff and, and just kind of talking through what's new yeah absolutely i'm looking forward to it cool man well, again, I appreciate you uh, jumping on and spending a little bit of time with me today. Hopefully you have a, a good weekend and, and get out in the mountains. Awesome. Appreciate the time. Um, appreciate the conversation and looking forward to more. And yeah, definitely uh, reach out. We'll, we'll talk about spring bear hunting in Montana. Sounds good, man. Talk soon. Thanks.